Hey, it's Sim Brown, and it is the Agency Growth Mastermind Podcast. We're pointing the way for agencies going from 1 million to 10 million in revenue. We have an abundance mindset. A rising tide lifts all boats. We're talking to a lot of niched agencies in this series, and we're sharing as much value as possible. This is the mindset I go into every piece of content with. A lot of these agency podcasts are bad. They're really bad because they bring on people that have like a two-person staff and you're hearing about like Facebook ads for nonsense or something like that. So the, the idea here is to bring on people who have done this before, people that are over 1 million. And I would say our guest today uh, has helped bring Conductor well over 1 million. Uh, Stefan Bajayo, the Chief Evangelist and Co-Founder at Drumroll, please, conductor. So, Stefan. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's going to be a, a great topic today. We are talking about how to create a motivating environment in remote environments and in office, right? So, you've kind of been able to give us some tools and tactics here to do this at Hook Agency. And I, I kind of talked to you about the, the point of this podcast, which is just what levers could we pull? in a company that we were trying to get from 1 million to 10 million. Yes, that's us. We're trying to do that right now. But also I think that there's other people that are trying to do this. And I feel like I really just don't have a scarcity mindset about this. I really feel like helping other agencies and I've talked to a bunch of other agencies that are at the same level we're at right now. I feel like sharing is good, right? I feel like yeah, I mean, more it of always, us it, should be sharing. You, you, I mean, listen, it, here's the thing. It's a green field out there, right? And I think people have to recognize that. Uh, your, your win doesn't necessarily have to be someone's loss, maybe because of RFPs and whatever else people feel that competition. But in reality, there's room for lots of great businesses, right? So um, sharing the insights, the knowledge, um, those are, 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 I think, really valuable things. I know from the SEO community, that's a pretty huge and standard thing that we do. Um, just to give a little background so that I don't come across as maybe, uh, for those who that may not know me, I, uh, as Tim said, you know, I'm Stefan Bajayo. I, I run, um, uh, I actually created the professional services, uh, arm of conductor, which actually at one point, I think we, I think it took about, I mean, I started with two kids straight out of school. Um, and we grew it to about 65 international, like global professionals. Uh, across the globe. So it was a pretty big uh, uh, undertaking, um, you know, the size of many agency sizes in terms of people, but at the same time within a software company. So it's a pretty unique um, value proposition to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I've never felt like anything that we uh, that we've done and, and just a little history on the company, um, you know, conductor um, founded about well, in, in a previous life about 13 years ago, uh, creates one of the first and, and largest uh, enterprise software products on the market for search um, builds that out to, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in value gets bought by WeWork, um, goes through the acquisition process. That was interesting with WeWork and then actually bought ourselves out of WeWork prior to WeWork going through uh, uh, all the struggles it did uh, with its CEO and so forth uh, a while back. So um, really interesting ride, really interesting to see evolution of cultures, growth and understanding. And I can remember back to the original days of like, 
you know, kind of like scrappiness, not to say we're not today, but the scrappiness was much more to the bone uh, when we were at that 1 million mark and trying to make our way up to 10 million. So happy to get into some of those ideas today of, of how you can yeah. perpetuate a better culture and ultimately how yeah. that leads to more money. So this should apply to a lot of agencies, anyone under 10 million, I think, but there's like this, I want to, I want to imagine a earlier point. Like if you were in a bad place, let's say culturally, mm -hmm. um, you were in a, a position where you, you just didn't have enthusiasm on your team and you felt people kind of, you know, you felt the depletion. Now we all struggle with that a bit, but I'm, I want you to imagine for a second, this team that's not, not energized at all. They're not even encouraging each other. They don't, the clear, maybe you're good at business. You got clarity around those KPIs. You're a really smart guy, you know, but your team is just, the energy is not there and there's less enthusiasm. Um, what are some things, let's say you're at that 1 million mark that you would do if you were to join that company to help increase the, the buy-in sure. of the employees? Yeah. So I think, I think one, you got to start thinking from day one about your hiring, right? It's, it's who you hire and you always should be thinking about that as you think about ebbs and flows and growth, right? Mm -hmm. uh, again, you talked about like being down, but I think one of the core elements of someone's, uh, you know, of, of, the, of the teams we build have to be, um, I will always choose passion over talent. Now I know that may be controversial, but I believe that passion can carry people much further and I can't teach you passion. I can teach you certain aspects and skills and hard skills. So when you, when you look at individuals and you try to figure out, you know, why, why are they going to work an extra hour? Why do they get up out of bed in the morning? When COVID has struck and the world feels like it's ending, what gets them out of bed to work? Is it a paycheck? That may be great for your sales folks and that may be motivating for them. But in reality, I've never assumed that we would be the ones to pay the most. And I've said that to people. I said, I don't think I can give you in an interview process necessarily the biggest paycheck. And if that's really ultimately what you want, then you're probably not coming to the right place. But rather, mm -hmm. if I can help you grow, because in all fairness, you will the investment you make as an employee into a company is actually your time. And you will never get that back. You can always make more money, but you can never make more time. So knowing that that's the most valuable asset a person can provide you with their time, you need to find a way to ensure that you're enthusiastically drawing that time out of them. If they're punching the clock, like it's nine, I start and five, I end, they probably aren't enthusiastic about their job. You haven't probably given them the incentives and those incentives can be monetary. Those incentives can be a lot of different ways, but you need to understand the motivation, just like you should be doing the same thing with your clientele, but you have to understand the motivation behind why someone's doing something, yeah. right? Like that is the key. So find out my number one thing. You just put me on a team. They're not doing so hot. My number one thing to do, I want to understand everyone's motivation. If I can yeah. take the time to understand the motivation, I know where they're coming from. When I know they're, when they're coming from, I can find common ground. If I can find common ground, I can understand a line on the horizon they're trying to achieve. And if I can understand a line on the horizon they're trying to achieve, I can help set direction. I can help understand if we're all going in different directions, it's probably not going to work, right? So thinking through that, understanding the team dynamic, but also understanding what drives the individuals. Because mm -hmm. until you care about those people as people, if you just see them as numbers on your balance sheet, 
you have completely missed the point. You will have attrition problems. You will, uh, you, the next guy who offers a better paycheck or a better benefit, this person's out the door. So build that loyalty, build that trust. In fact, at Conductor, um, I've always told people, don't give me a two-week notice. Give me two-month notice. Now, I know that sounds crazy. And actually, Seth, our CEO, wrote this article called Two Weeks Notice is Bullshit. Just type it in and you'll find it. It's really good. But it's this concept of like, if you build real trust with your employee that you're not going to fire them because they're looking, mm -hmm. if they have dissatisfaction, they're doing you a favor and letting you know that. Because yeah. the moment they drop out on you, you're kind of screwed, right? Like, mm -hmm. especially in an agency, you know, it, you were depending on them to fulfill for the client. So being able to, and and Tim should never have let me just go off the chain. He's got a phone <laughs> back now. I got something to add here. Yeah, yeah go ahead, once. go ahead, go ahead. Um, so one thing that we do that I like in our, we have like our three months check-ins. We, we do weekly one-on-ones with your manager and things like that. But um, the three months check-in, a question we ask, we ask the, the, you know, do you have what you need in regards to perks and compensation and autonomy and freedom? And I like the question of, do you have what you need in regards to significance? Because I think significance, and this sometimes people look at me like I'm nuts. Like, what is this a cult? Uh, what? what right. Why are you talking to me about meaning, brother? But I, I feel as though I need that. <laughs> I think I have projected onto employees sometimes because I need that in my work. I need significance. I need yep. there to be something I'm changing for the better in the world in my day-to-day -day life. Otherwise I'm pissing away hours to an employer that barely cares about me. And I know that it's hard. I know it's hard to have significance and work, even as a, even as an entrepreneur, even as a person running a business, it's like, sometimes this feels pointless. I, I struggle with doubt and that doubt is, it also enforces faith once, you know, we have moments where we positively affect somebody, you know, a company's life, uh, you know, people's lives in a company, whatever, and in the employees' lives. I think the employee, for me, the most significance I get is when I see people growing on my team. Yeah. So like, I'm very motivated by that. And that's partly why I don't need as much profit right now to like have a, you know, to have a company and to do all this hard work. And even though it's tiring, and for them, what is that for them? Like you're saying, like, you know, their long-term goal, you know, their vision for their life, and then you can be there to support it. And you can also see where they're getting their significance from. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, you and you're not always the dream. answer too. like, that's yeah. the other thing to remember. Like we tend to be kind of egotistical with the way that we like, you know, with the way we, we, we deal with employees. We're like, oh yeah. Um, think about how a business is actually run. It's kind of screwed up when you get down to the core of it, right? You will pay more for a net new employee than you will a current employee. But yet a current employee knows all your systems, all your methods, um, is more reliable, is more dependable and probably more predictable in yeah. regards to what you're doing. So you choose to take a risk on a yeah. net new employee at a higher cost yeah. than you do a current one, which in itself is backwards. Also, and it's 33%. I like, don't yeah. use this against me, my employees that listen to this, but it's 33% of, uh, of an employee on average to go out and hire a new one. And the oh, higher, yeah. the higher the skill set, the like more percentage of. Absolutely. Their, 
It's crazy that and like, you're yeah. not even you're not even thinking about like and in that time is also your time, right? Yeah, it's your time hiring. It's your risk. There's a risk factor involved yeah. with it. There's all of that. So attrition is costly. We know this, right? Yeah. Here's a few things we've done that I think can be really helpful. One good like flip this. your org chart backwards. Anytime you show your org chart, you're at the bottom, not the top. You're it's a V-shaped org structure. You are here to support your directors, your directors are your VPs. Your VPs are here to support the directors. The directors are here to support the managers and the managers are here to support anyone who's not yeah. a manager, okay? And it's yeah. always built that way. And the point there is it's subconscious, but it's important. You are setting the standard that um, leaders, and, and this is a, another one, Simon Sinek, I watch this almost religiously every single year. He has a, uh, a talk called um, and we can probably put it in the comments, uh, wherever we post this, uh, uh, leaders, great leaders eat last, I believe it's called, and it is phenomenal and it's, uh, or leaders eat last. And it is, it is something I watch religiously. It's about 45 minutes. I highly recommend you watch it. Yeah. It's this idea of selflessness. It's this idea that it will come to you, right? Success will come but it won't be by forcing it down the throats of others. So you need to rise people up. You need to find joy and satisfaction in more than just the bank book at the end of the day, yeah. because that will fluctuate. What won't though, is your ability to help an employee in a time of need, your ability to be there for them through thick and thin, um, your ability not to have to lay people off in COVID. Like that's huge, mm -hmm. right? That takes sorry, there's no other term for it. It takes balls, right? Mm -hmm. Real leadership doesn't come out when things are wonderful and rosy. It's easy to be a good leader when the, when the, you know, the charts are going up and to the right and the money's flowing in and you can have the holiday parties and everyone can congregate and all that stuff. You don't get points for being a great leader in that time. Mm -hmm. You get points for being a great leader when shit happens, mm -hmm. when Half your clients decide they're going to walk out because they can't pay because of COVID or when, uh, you know, in our case, when you go through an acquisition and then a, a re-exiting, right, all within the span of two years, those are things that can be, you know, they take a toll on your culture. They take a toll on your, on your mindset. They take a toll on, on a lot of things. So don't, don't let that, you know, I would say like, definitely don't allow yourself to be it, the, the moment you're believing your own press and you think like, Oh, we're so important. And we're this and we're that you're not the humble leader you should be. And mm -hmm. I think that that comes across people know disingenuous action. And at that point, then this is just a transactional relationship. And that's fine. If that's what you want to be as an agency, but nine times out of 10, I could take your people away from you because I have a better culture and I have, I have more incentive in their future and can get that across in an interview than you can in holding on to them in a place where they don't feel like they're getting the growth and the yeah. care that they should. That's good. I want to throw two things out there. One, I uh, just, we did that flip, flip the org chart and an employee in an interview like two weeks ago or something talked about that in, in a positive, enthusiastic way to a new employee it's awesome. talking about the flipped org chart and us. And they said, and Tim and Bia consider themselves servants and of the team. And, and they really lived that. And that was a cool moment for me. And certainly goes back to you telling me to do that. So I appreciate it. <laughs> um, you mentioned 
how there's an incentive for growth. And I felt like you were saying for the, the, the company has an incentive to grow the employee. Is that what I was hearing you say? Absolutely. I said, and talk Absolutely. to me about how do you grow that, right? Like um, we, we are starting to involve other people in management. Um, sure. And they are, they are, we're trying to get that vibe going where they care a lot about these employees growth and that they're excited about their growth. Um, but it's difficult, right? Some employees, it can be like, like just, it's just, they get tired. You, you know, when you focus on yourself, sometimes you get a little tired because it's like, you know, you're not exactly how far you want to be. So like, you know, especially when you're in an early, earlier in your career. So you just, it's a little draining for the person trying to help them grow, you know, cause you, like, I, I tell my employees, like, I'm like, I want you to bring successes. I want you to bring successes into this meeting. Like if we're doing one-on-ones, I want you to tell me why you're winning, like, why, what you did well this week. I don't need to hear always about what you're doing poorly. Frankly, it's kind of selfish. Cause I just, I, uh, I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want it to be a positive discussion. I don't want it to sure. always be negative, but um, how do you help an employee? Like, how do you help people that are trying to grow other people on the team? How do you help them um, have that incentive? You know what I mean? How sure. do you help? your, your well, other I, leaders on your team with you have incentive to grow those employees. It definitely starts with who you're hiring, right? Like you, yeah. you have to have people that care about growth. If, um, if you are hiring people that just kind of want to coast in all fairness, that's not a person that has like enthusiasm, which is why I said passion is like a fundamental yeah. core, right? You could be, I could take a second rate person at a job who's passionate and we can make them a first rate one. Right. But I can't make the person who's apathetic do anything more, right? They got to want to grow. They want got to want to be like better, right? They have to want to grow. Like if you're going to spend so, so much time at work, then you got to find a way to make that valuable to them beyond just the paycheck. So how do you do that, mm -hmm. right? You do that through understanding them, right? Understanding the motivating factors like we talked about before. Not just understanding the motivating factors, but also understanding what their goals are. And if they don't know their goals, help them, establish small ones, realistic ones, ones that they can, you can't Tim right now, go to everyone in your company, no offense to hook and tell them all you're going to be managers tomorrow. Okay. Now yeah. the misconception of management, by the way, and this is something I want to make super clear because this is like a flawed, another flawed, you know, message flawed model of like what's wrong with business today. It is an assumption that you need to be a manager and have managerial duties in order to grow up, quote unquote, in an account mm. or in a company to then make more money and be more important. There are individual contributors that are incredibly valuable throughout this world that become experts in their field and are renowned and needed, and they do not manage one person. Okay. And they're so, not excited by it. They're not motivated by it. So like, they're not, it's not their motivation. So if someone's yeah. motivation is to make more money is why they want to manage, they're not supposed to be managing. If someone's yeah. motivation to manage is to grow others, like you said, Tim, yeah. boom, you're my manager. I love it. That's what I want. Yeah. I want someone who's going to have an investment in the growth of the people. I just spoke to someone who just started reporting to me the other day and I asked him exactly that. I said, why do you enjoy management? Like what aspects of management do you like? And he, he said exactly what I wanted to hear, not because I wanted to hear it, but because I knew the guy and I knew he said, I really enjoy helping people grow. 
And so I turned around and asked him, well, well, what aspects of management do you want to learn better? And he explained to me certain aspects he wanted to understand better. He wanted to understand how to run a P&L more. He wanted to understand how to establish some processes better. He hmm. wanted to understand risk mitigation. So those were all things I can work with. Like I now yeah. know the guy has the passion. I just got to help the guy figure out those aspects, talk about those, yeah. go through my experience. And again, you have to be a selfless leader. Um, Tim said it before, selflessness and servant leadership is 100% the right way. And you can argue with me on this. I'm more than happy to arm wrestle with anybody verbally on this. But I believe that if you do that, and if you give of yourself in a selfless manner with, with the intention of helping others, it will, you know, it will help and it will always come back to you in a wonderful way. Ka karmic or whatever, it will come back to you. You will run a business that other people want to be a part of because they want something more. People are not, ask very rich people whether they're happy. It will not be based on their bank accounts. Yeah, that's easier said than done for those who don't have it. I laugh at people who say that all the time. I'm like, yeah, if my bank account was a lot more then I'd be happier too. But in reality, man, that's not ultimately what, it, you could be extremely rich and have a shit job. And just, you're not yeah. happy every day. I want to do a little sidetrack real quick here sure. for, for the folks that are not in managerial positions, because yes, we're talking to mostly people that are, but frankly, there's also like this craftsman path, right? Like you're talking about people who don't naturally feel motivated by that, that sure. they're not going to get energy from that, that they're, but the, a lot of those people are really good at their job and they're actually like, like, we have people on our team. There are people on every team that like are really badass at their job. Oh yeah. They then can go hard and there should be, there's, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you don't just have these tiers of like management and then craftsmen. And then, you know, it's not like that. There can be craftsmen up here to oh, I yeah. mean, like it's like, let's just talk about like, um, like salary, like, there's, there can be a, an overlap in the, you know, manager and craftsman salary stuff. It's okay. As long as that person is a, like a ton of value in their, their craft, mm -hmm. right? Like, and I use craft and like technician craft, like, yeah, they're like the, they're the like the Ronin, the work they're the Ronin yeah. or the samurai, you know, like they don't yeah. necessarily have to be running a team of samurais. They can yeah. literally be that ninja or that, you know, that, that one Ronin yeah. who's like such a badass that like, yeah. You want them on any team, right? And some of those Everyone people like you're kind of lucky to have them because they're so good. They almost should have their own company in certain ways. Like I don't know. I guess I love entrepreneurship. So I think about these people. Like you're, you're, you could make it. You know, you could go out there and just spend for yourself, and you could maybe make a little more money or whatever. But I think that they're grateful to have a team that you know, like with with their own leader. They're grateful to have. They're not. They don't have to do all that other business acumen stuff. So. You're lucky to have those people when they exist. And, and I think I, I devalued that a little bit for a while. I think a lot because, of us do in, as yeah. entrepreneurs because we don't understand it. Yeah. And I, I feel as though it's really important not to understate the importance of those. And then also, I guess it's just different things they have to grow on. You know, like they, I do think that some of those folks need to work on their emotional intelligence. You know, that, that is something, but it's different. Cause I, I, like, if I don't force you into those situations where you have to like have people reporting to you or whatever, then those, you know, 
they do better well, anyways. You know, well, here's the thing, right? Like, yeah. I think you need to look at those folks. Yeah. And if you're one of those folks listening, this is not a knock. So this is actually, yeah, I could have been, I could easily be one of those if I didn't like get forced by entrepreneurship. Dude, I've been one of those. Yeah. I've been yeah. an individual contributor. Yeah. I've been, I've been a, I've been a, an executive. I've been an individual contributor. I've been a, a lot of different things. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, it's just whether or not you enjoy that, right? I would rather yeah. be in the, in the managerial side. Cause I actually enjoy yeah. that. And that growth yeah. gives me happiness. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, different, but like, the people who want to be individual contributors, and I've had a bunch of them on my teams that stay individual contributors, and we call them aces, like they become really, really good at what they do. The key mm -hmm. there, though, is like that they understand that you give them a good path of what measurement and what greatness looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we measure managers by their team's performance. So we have a metric by which we can say, how's your team growing? How are they performing as a team? And so that reflects on the manager. But yet you don't have that when you're dealing with an individual contributor. You have them. And that year one and year two are going to be different. And then year three is different too. So how are you ensuring they're growing between year one and year two and year three? Mm -hmm. They also should want to grow. Are you making sure that they are reflecting on that growth? Because it's too easy for someone who's an individual contributor to just be like, I'm just doing the same job over and over and over again. You have to find ways to show them growth, to remind them of their growth, um, to actually celebrate that growth and 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 view it, right? So if you're not, um, it, it's almost like, and, and this is going to sound a little controversial, help your individual contributor continue to build their resume. Mm -hmm. You should always review what are the bullet points you've added to your resume. And not just mm, resume, like literally the resume. Like, I don't want yeah. you to add it to the physical resume because the physical resume has got to be some dumb, like little count the words to make sure it's not taking up too many lines, blah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Get over that. I'm talking about, have Tough we sense. taken stock of all the clients? Do you have a folder of all the feedback from the clients? Mm. Do you have the failures that they did in year one that you can then show that they fixed mm. in year two yeah. and go back and show them? Do you remember when this screwed up and how bad yeah. you felt? But now do you re realize mm. that you've taken that on three more times, five more times, and you've killed it every single time? That is recognition of growth. And if you make someone feel that and recognize that and reflect on that, they then internalize it and become more uh, satiated by it. Not satiated to the point they don't want to grow more. They should hopefully not feel satisfied, but rather say, oh, wow, that's amazing. I didn't take the time to do that. And by the way, if you're a manager or uh, a peer of one of those individuals and you provide that as a gift to them, it is an amazing gift when you do this. This individual will now come back and be really grateful for your having taken the time out of even if you're their manager taking the time to point out their growth i mm -hmm. often have to remind people that have you taken a moment i've i've even had to remind the, my good friend and ceo of the company seth i'm like do you I, I sometimes have to say to him like have you ever taken stock and stop to remember because he's such an entrepreneur and keeps moving and it's like another challenge another challenge another challenge you don't sit stop and reflect and and you don't realize that like holy crap look how much you've accomplished because people that are really good, they want to just keep going, right? And but you you have to have them stop and like learn and take mm -hmm. from that. And that's not you should do that with your peers. You should do that with your boss if you have that kind of relationship. You should do that as much as you, and you should definitely do that for yourself. By the way.
If you're yeah. not doing that for yourself, you're doing yourself a massive disservice. Yeah. That's huge. I, I have a real quick like housekeeping question here. People sure. don't, th there's never like a pejorative uh, tone in the organization towards the aces that ever comes up. What do you mean by that? Like, like, I'm just wondering, like, do you, does it ever take a weird tone? Like, I love that idea of aces. I'm wondering, like, how I mean, do that's you just make a, that's not, that's not like we call them aces in a review, right? But oh. it's not like I'm saying, oh, you know, Steve's the ace. Like, Steve knows what Steve is and he's great at what he does. And so you don't have a, like, that. a name that you guys refer to those people? No, no. It would just, it would, yeah. the titles would kind of go in those directions of specialists yeah. and, specialist. and, uh, yeah, a specialist might be the way. But, you know, here's the thing about titles at agencies. Yeah. They're so wacky and wonked out that, like, you never know. <laughs> who is what and that the and truth like, yeah it's like i feel like people uh that's like something that i i have this weird habit of going on to um glass door and reading all the shitty reviews of places because i want to learn from like failures of like sure. agencies like us and uh that's something that comes up a lot the titles don't mean shit well they don't and like in reality i mean listen Again, titles are like paychecks. They're great when you have them, but ultimately you get you get you become accustomed to them. Like you'll become accustomed, you know, to a salary after a while that's more than what you make. And as much as you'll say, "Oh no, I wouldn't if I had an extra $1000 a month, uh, that'd make a huge difference and so forth." But you know what? I guarantee you after, you know, 6, 7, 8 months of having an additional 1000 in your in your bank account, you would still find a way to spend it ultimately, or mm. you would find a way to incorporate it into your homeostasis and you would not feel that different. And that's yeah. why people still ask for more year after year after year, right? Because we constantly feel not everyone needs more year after year. Lifestyle freeze. You saw yeah, yeah, that yeah. with a lifestyle freeze. That's it, what somebody told me where you, you literally like, what'd you spend this year? If you felt good, you know what I mean? You felt good, like yeah. this was a decent amount of spending. Like a lot of times you like hit that point where it's like, I don't know. It was like 140 or something per household or something. There's a number where once you hit it, you can't go past it and and have that much better of maybe in New York City. Like, yeah, I was gonna say in New York, yeah. bro, you're not even okay, close to the no, number. You, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's I get a, it. It's a like number. a law of diminishing yeah. returns, and now you're spending on dumb stuff. But you like, could just like my wife and I just said like for the next five years, so it's four more years. We're going to freeze at the same amount so that we can um, save up. Difference. And yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I think that's great. Again, I'm not meaning to say money doesn't matter. It yeah. does. And I get it. You want to get paid yeah. for the time that you spend. But ultimately, again, we all could have gone down different routes that would have paid us more for our time. Were you happy? No one that I know has ever been on their deathbed and thought about how much money they made right? They thought about the time and how they spent it. Yeah. They thought about what they accomplished. They don't think about like the bank book. You won't know your bank balance that day unless you died while extracting money at the ATM. But like, essentially, like, that's not that's not what's going to define you. You yeah, know, my, my brother, uh, my brother's a minister. He, he uh, would always go down and, and like, he'd just sit in the funerals. <laughs> I feel like it's a good mindset. Where is this though. going, Tim? <laughs> this is good. This is good. All because, right. Take us. Because uh, that mindset of, you know, this is that moment. What is it? Memento Mori or whatever. Like, remember, you must die kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
I yeah. love that. I love that idea. Like, and so I've heard somebody else like reads, um, what are those called, uh, in the paper, uh, reads the, the memorials of people in the paper. Oh, obituaries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, that I mean, I think that like, might be a little bit macabre, but like, yeah, ultimately, it's macabre, but ultimately like, like I, I will say when I've gone to a funeral of somebody close to me and like, just thinking about legacy, it, yeah, it I mean, definitely listen, shifts your mindset. Like gotta, I, just, I like the way that shifts my mindset. It's, That's it's, yeah, it's 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 definitely like we were even talking about this before we got on the podcast. Yeah. I I told Tim I just recently had a little girl, Mila. She's amazing. Um, she wakes up every day and and from naps with a smile. She's about to turn four months tomorrow, and like it has, you know, I'm older. I'm 41 now, 42, 41 when I had her, and it has shifted my entire life in perspective. Like. It, uh, it's sad to say you have to have like major life events to recognize these things, but like your entire priorities, your understanding of the world, you know, uh, again, she smiles just for being here. Yeah. Are you smiling for being here? Like, that's the question you got to ask yeah. yourself is what makes you smile. And if it's, it, you know, if it's, it, listen, if, if it's materialistic things, that's fine. You're going to get some satisfaction out of that. And I'm not going to judge you for it. That's good. Good on yeah. you. I know plenty of salespeople made plenty of money and other things, and they've gone down routes. As long as you're happy doing what you're doing, like good on you. But if you're not happy, if it, you're in this, you know, there's a reason why society has this, this mantra or this kind of, uh, what is it? Just like a general term of like, oh, dead end job. And oh no, another Monday. It's like, no, I got to tell you, I have had many, 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 many a Sunday night where I cannot sleep. And it is not because I'm scared about the next week. It's because I am actually excited about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're not excited about what's happening on Monday, that sucks. Like that sucks. And you're only going to have so many Mondays. So find something that excites you. I know that's easier said than done, but like find something that excites you and then make sure that the place that you do it recognizes you as an individual contributor or as a manager or as whatever you should be in order to do as much of that as possible, as often as possible with as many people who care about the same thing as possible. I like it. And I think let's let's uh, end on that, Stefan. I really appreciate you chatting. Is there some, somewhere you want to direct people listening to connect with you? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Hit me up on LinkedIn. It's Stefan Bajayo, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-B-A-J-A-I-O. Feel free to hit me up there. If you're interested in hearing more of my madness, uh, I have a website by the same name. So feel free to search that on Google and I... Hopefully I'll be the number one result. From that. <laughs> it's not a yeah, problem. Yeah. And yeah, good stuff. And thank you enough for spending the time. And just so, you know, people know out there, Stefan has spent uh, several times uh, with my wife and I kind of just helping us. I'm not trying to like get you signed up for a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, consulting gigs here, but I, I, it's just been generous of you to spend some time with us. So I just want Dude, to recognize I, I am, that. It's, been, just, it's been my, it's yeah. been my humble pleasure. Like, again, uh, I, I don't do it for anything else than just helping good people. Uh, if you guys know Bia and Tim, they're amazing. I think they're wonderful people. They're great marketers. Uh, this is not a pitch. They didn't pay me to say this. It's just, <laughs> I think they're giving back to the community. This podcast is just one of those examples. And uh, I think they try to do that with both the constructs of their company as well as their time and their talent. So 
and their treasure. So, uh, you know, I would say uh, the more you can engage with them, please do. Um, check out conductor.com. We've got a great enterprise platform. If anyone's in the business for enterprise content and SEO platforms, come check it out. But either way, um, any way I can help people reach out with thoughts, questions, uh, you know, uh, even advice for me, tell me, maybe I should shut up more on these things. So I <laughs> no, it's been so good, man. And it's always, there's always good nuggets. I was like trying to take notes during, I'm like, I'm going to be probably watching this again. I can take notes. Then, but <laughs> yeah, well, man. I, I appreciate it. I kind of go into like a daze and now I'm going to go up and say, what the hell did I just say? Oh, it's uh, good stuff. No, there's, there's some really, really good nuggets in there. So I think Thank people you. will appreciate that. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Thank you.